Hey, Sam. Hey, Teresa. What's up? Nothing much. I'm preparing to start classes tomorrow, so that is exciting. Get back on the um, college grind. You know, um, I've been getting those notifications, like, instructor put you in this class, made this assignment. Tell me why I have one instructor that made every assignment for the entire semester yesterday and just thought it would be fun to just put them all in our inbox didn't enjoy that that's kind of nice honestly I feel like in college a lot of the times like I just don't know what's going on in terms of like the smaller assignments you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and especially now with like zoom there's just like so much more work because they have those like check points now to make sure that you're like engaged so like I like just dropped a class that was supposed to be chill, but now it's not chill because it's over Zoom. So we we're going to have like a quiz every week and like two short answers. And I was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. I guess I'll see if my classes are like that. But if there's a quiz every week in all my classes, I'm going to fail one shit. (laughs) Like it literally feels like high school. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm really excited to get into the year. But today... I'm very excited. We have got a super fun episode for you guys today. We are going to be interviewing the London-based producer, Lorraine James, over a glass of guava juice. Okay, so for today's drink, I chose um, guava juice. Lately, I've been really into... uh, this like kind of juice kind of nectar brand from um the west side market near our house it is belarusian and it's called um premium fresh so good luck finding that all right but the wild thing about this is there's four servings per container the serving size is um only eight fluid ounces but there's 25 grams of um sugars per serving so it's it's just a wild time. If you mix it with some water, it's a lot better though. Wait, is twenty five grams like a lot? I feel like I just like don't really know. Like, hold on, Coke like, sugar. Oh like a hundred grams for the whole bottle. Coke has thirty nine grams of sugar in twelve ounces. You said um. I said twenty four in uh, two ounces, basically. It has 24 grams of sugar in two ounces? Yeah, because there's four servings, it's eight ounces, and there's 24 in each serving. <laughs> Math. <laughs> it's just like drinking. I feel like um, this, this drink is way too sweet for me. I have the brand Real Fruit Power Guava Juice, and I don't know, it's just too much. When I take a sip, I just feel like I inhaled sugar and like mm-hmm. the taste is just sort of like in my mouth. If you but, mix it with water, it's a lot better to be honest. Um, when I looked up guava juice, what came up in Google is the musical artist guava juice. Mm-hmm. And he won what? Yeah, won the podcast. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, he was nominated for the Kids' Choice Awards for Favorite Social Star. <laughs> and he's Filipino. So, 
people of color box checked you know his songs from 2018 include stay juicy in 2020 wash your hands i feel like i've heard the wash your hands song wait no way okay let's see i feel like there's a bunch of songs called wash your hands my cousin actually put out a song called wash your hands shout out um journey fleming i hate it okay (laughs) that was horrible oh we learned something that we do not like this is a learning learning process (laughs) wait it has nine million views Mm. Mm. the kids the kids is where the views are at they be given they be clicking everywhere apparently dude wait this guy like averages like 500,000 views wow his wow interesting this might be a a pivot opportunity for us (laughs) our audience range is suddenly like eight to 12 year olds (laughs) all right well today we're super excited to be interviewing um one of our favorite artists out of london her name is lorraine james she has released a lot of music this year actually i was first put onto her music last year with her album for you and i which is an incredible like glitchy electronic album um it really focuses um and centers around queer voices within london and the london music scene and it got a ton of critical acclaim was the name best album of the year by mix mag and a bunch of other publications and from there just following her career it's just been so much music released since then this year she released um some demos from that album and a ditched album and then just a whole lot of other eps and the reason why we're talking to her is she's gearing up to release another EP in October. Um, Teresa, what do you think of Lorraine's music? Yeah, similarly, I also discovered Lorraine James through the album For You and I. And I feel like the, the glitching rhythms that she uses really blends in with the electronic sounds in a way that was very seamless and I didn't expect and especially that she's like so young i feel like her music is just like extremely like innovative and she has like a sense for like blending these odd sounds with electronic techniques yeah i'm really really excited to interview lorraine james she seems freaking dope um let's call her up right now hello Hi. <laughs> how are you doing where are you calling in from uh, London, uh, North London, just chilling, not really doing much sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <I> just, <laughs> hoping to play in a club sometime soon, but doubt that's going to happen kind of yeah. thing. And, uh, yeah, just making music as well, really. Yeah, so we just wanted to ask you some like questions more generally about your music. I know, um, especially like this year, I think we've both, but especially me, just been like so engaged with everything that you've been putting out and it's been like really cool. Um, And one of my questions was just to kind of start us out. You said that part of the reason what you were releasing like a lot of your music under the name your price basis on Bandcamp was to support people who have been impacted by the pandemic. Um, And just like looking through the Bandcamp comments, it seems like so many people 
like I saw a bunch of comments that were like, this music brought me to tears. Like, thank you so much for putting this into my life. And how has it been to like receive the feedback and know that this music's going out to so many people? It's it's honestly crazy. Closely, I'm just like doing this by myself and I'm just like, and then we just put it out. So there's like no like press has not been built up for months. I'm just, you know, putting out just based on how I feel. So it's just been, yeah, I, I didn't expect uh, the kind of reception at all. I didn't really think people would be that bothered. Um, especially because I kind of keep putting out stuff. I'm just like, I don't know if, you know, kind of think of back in my head, oh, I'm probably doing too much. But at the same time, just like, I also got all this free time, so why not? Um, also, I guess I'm just lucky that I'm able to just put shit out whenever and not being like kind of controlled to only put something out, you know, via a label or something. Um, but yeah, I never expected people to be like, moved to tears and something I just, well, I, you know when I was making that EP I just wanted to be kind of fun yeah no it was it was awesome to see um just the reception everything's been getting um and could you talk to us a little bit about what your how it's been producing music in quarantine and has it changed how you produce it all um yeah I mean I and the, the last EP I put out um the one I actually did before quarantine I did it in like February, early March, or just before. And um, yeah, since then I've just uh, not been doing. I mean, yeah, I've been working on a new album and stuff, and uh, yeah, it's other bits and bobs. But yeah, definitely not. My moods have been like up and down, and I've like been like getting frustrated with myself that you know not being productive, but I'm also like. You know, you're laying chill, you've got all this free time, so it's, you know, there's no, like, time limit, there's no real structure, like, so I'm just trying, I'm trying to chill, but, like, sometimes I do have my, like, down moments, and I'm just pretty frustrated, and I won't do anything music-related for, like, two weeks, or, you know, something like that, yeah. And, like, what else other than music has been keeping you busy during this time? And has any of those things been, like, a source of inspiration? I've just been watching shitty TV, honestly. <laughs> I've not done much else. Really not been productive. I mean, I just, like, you know, me and Netflix have been, like, best friends. Or, like, I've got into kind of crush over content. I finally, like, understand the hype after so many years. So like, five that. years later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm like on level 400 or something now. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, yeah, I haven't really took up anything during Chrome. I've just really just not done much. Very much for my laptop, scrolling through Twitter, something like just like dumb stuff. But yeah, nothing like inspiration, nothing like nothing groundbreaking <laughs> you know yeah yeah same i think everyone's been doing a lot of twitter scrolling during quarantine um but i want to talk a little bit about the um for you and i demos just because mm-hmm. when i first listen like i feel like you hear a lot of demo projects and a lot of people have released demo projects over quarantine but like when i listened it was like it felt so complete and so sequenced um and i was wondering for your projects in general, um, is 
like do you finish all of the tracks and then kind of lay them out like did a lot of these tracks just not make the project or were some of these did you have to sure them up before you put them on the demo project um so yeah I mean, a lot of time I, like once i finish the tracks i listen to them and then i like place them and where i think so then i do that track listen after and i tend to do like song titles after as well i listen to everything and yeah and then i like decide on a name so everything tends to come like after production um forgot what your other question was what was your question was it yeah sorry what was oh, question the other? like what struck me i guess was just how finished every song sounded so um did you have to like sure up the album before you put it together or were these just like files on your hard drive that you threw on the project yeah so like the first of it five were like kind of yeah gone towards fear and i and um there was a couple of songs i just i just i wasn't like entirely happy and i just couldn't i don't know i just didn't know what to do with it i was just like it's all right but i don't quite know how to finish it so i just decided mm -hmm. to not put it on the album and like the other half was like i said like a completely like like another album i was like doing even before few and i and that was more like um inspired by like a lot of like um japanese electronic artists i was just listening to at the time um and yeah and then i kind of just was it really into that that much it kind of felt a bit not not finished and i was just like uh so i kind of just left it there and yeah so coincidentally like the first like band camp day fell on like the six month anniversary of like for you and i so you know i think like a week prior i was like shit i should probably just like bundle this all up and just yeah see what happens <laughs> yeah yeah and something else i noticed was just with every single ep and even the different songs on the for you and i demos it seems like you really do a good job of like bouncing between different genres and i was wondering um like what inspires these genre switches is it just kind of like whatever you're listening to at the moment or do you like go into a project um going for a different sound it's literally yeah, just like what whatever i listen to like i listen to i always check out what's new even if i know i don't necessarily like it i just I'm always just like, oh, you know, click on YouTube or whatever. Like, Justin Timberlake put out a video two hours ago and they would just check it. And, you know, and so, so I was kind of inspired by things I don't necessarily like or listen to. And um, without realizing it, I, you know, kind of like sometimes implement it in my tracks and stuff. Um, yeah, like even when like people ask me, like, what genre my music is or whatever, like, I find it quite hard to describe. I'm just, like whatever floats my boat at the particular moment um yeah yeah so like what what do you listen to mostly like who are some of your biggest inspiration oh i mean i've been loving the new jesse Danger album i've been listening to a lot of like uk drill for the past year or two um what else i've listened to God, i have to like go on my spotify because i always forget i'm trying to think i've listened to like liana havas young lean even for some reason kind of got into this year just like yeah just random shit like just anything um i feel like my music tastes have got more broader the past couple of years i think it was more like narrow and i have to only listen to one thing when i'm just like whatever like whatever like you know <laughs> it's everywhere 
Can you talk a little bit about your upcoming Nothing EP? Because we both heard the first single, Don't You See It? And it's mm-hmm. we both thought it was super beautiful, but also like a bit different from what you did for for you and I, and also like the other music you released earlier this year. Yeah, I I made that. That was the first thing I made this year, that whole EP. I did that in like January, February, just before the EP. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I yeah, it's definitely like slower and, and more moodier than I've ever done before, which was a nice change because, you know, a lot of my music sounds kind of pretty in some ways or whatnot. And yeah, I just like hit up a few people on Twitter and um, you know, like HTRK, I've been a fan for the past year or so. And um, yeah, I just asked Jonan if she would, you know, want to sing on this. And when I sent her the instrumental at first, I was really unsure about the instrument. I, was, I wasn't really feeling it, to be honest. But you know, once, she, once she sent me back her vocals and I sort of changed the arrangement a bit, um, she basically made me in love with the song. And yeah, I really liked how it turned out, basically. Yeah, and one thing I noticed about the, I mean, we haven't gotten the chance to hear it yet, but it seems like there's a lot of different collaborators on the new EP. Um, And is there any, like, how was collaborating during this time? And was there, um, like, how do you approach collaborators in general in terms of, like, working with your beats? Um, I usually just ask them on Twitter, to be be honest. I mean, yeah, um, Leela, who's also on it, EPs from like losing like Uruguay and Tardast is like up north and you know Joanne lives in Australia so obviously the, you know me and we transfer our best friends so like back and forth and uh, which is cool because I guess it's also kind of like kind of like a shy person anyway so I guess like doing things through the internet is like easier for me so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm cool with it. Sometimes, I mean, also it's kind of, sometimes it can be quicker because, you know, trying to arrange, even just meeting your friends in person who live around the corner is, takes like two years. So, you know, it's just sometimes it's just easier through the internet, you know. Yeah. Is there any reason that you wanted um, more voices on the new EP? Um, yeah, I just for years I've been saying to myself I should like collaborate with more people and I just like really haven't like you know I thought the one odd one or two but I never really fully done like a collaborative thing and uh, yeah even with, like the new stuff I'm currently doing is much collaborative as well and um, yeah I really like it I'm generating like new ideas I never have done by myself like I said even with the don't you see it that probably wouldn't have even made it if it wasn't for Joan I like putting a her spin on it to be honest mm. so it, yeah I definitely think collaborate has been a really good thing and you know I'm doing more of it as well which is fun and sort of going back to like your journey as an artist um how has being from and living in London I guess like impacted your musical development and why do you choose to visibly center like the city um, through your music? Um, well, I say, I guess, because, honestly, like, through and I, a lot of it was about that, you know, I, 
like I said, like I you know spent most of my life in that particular area, and you know, I've always got shaped you know who I am, and and um, like I said, without that, probably would be a very different person. You know, even if I grew up somewhere else, be a very different person. I wouldn't be making the music I I am doing. Um, you know, also that like London has so many cultures and stuff, and you just taken everything that you wouldn't necessarily take if you were somewhere else. You know, there's always new shit you hear somewhere in London and so many places you can go to obviously before COVID. And yeah, I I really, you know, enjoyed London because like I said, you experience things you wouldn't necessarily experience in other places. Yeah, yeah. We're both from Chicago, so we definitely get that like bigger city vibe too. Um, yeah, yeah. But I was wondering, I know that like performing is a big part of like what you do and it's something that you really enjoy. And how has it been like not to be able to play any clubs or anything like that recently? Yeah, I was really looking forward to um, this year because I feel like from like the beginning of the year, like and so forth, like more people had like discovered for you and I and stuff. So I was really looking forward to playing festivals like outside of the UK and stuff. And um, so yeah, it was kind of a bit of a bummer, especially like also making all this new music as well. I was really like excited to play like the EP and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been pretty shit because yeah, it's like another way of like expressing yourself and like, you know, so like I said, I'm a shy person. So I just, just like playing like a dark smoky room and just like not giving a shit what people think is great and I definitely miss that you know so I miss like the sweatiness and all that stuff so yeah I, I really miss it to be honest yeah and out of the things that you've released this year so far um do you have any like favorites or standout things that you like really like want um to push more or want people to hear I'm surprised everyone really likes the whom EP to be honest because I mean it's like I said really different to what I've ever done um yeah, I would have, I would, like, definitely before COVID, I was, like, imagining playing that in the club. Like, I was, like, that was definitely the EP I was really looking forward to playing out. So, I guess that, um, yeah, that EP, I think, in particular. So, like I said, also, like, a lot, I didn't really get to play a lot of Fear and I out that much. Um, you know, there were some venues I was, to play this year that weren't necessarily like clubby so it would have been nice playing like more like the slower songs off it which I didn't get a chance to because I mean you wouldn't really necessarily want to hear that at a club you know so I was looking forward to that but yeah I don't know oh wow yeah I really loved um the bangers and mash EP especially <laughs> and like that kind of made me feel like I was in a little bit of a club um even though I was like quarantined uh and I was wondering, uh, I hadn't heard you like, I guess I'd heard you sample on For You and I, but um, those kind of like remixes, is that something that you think you'll go towards more in the future? Honestly, like when I make like an album or, or like proper EP, I don't like really use samples because copyright and all that, yada da. But yeah, I mean, I wanted to, because like a lot of the time I would make a song and I'd like, throwing an acapella or whatever just to see you know how it sounds you know so like even like with the few and i um like essential had like 
I think it was Leah on there, and I just wanted to see how it sounded. A lot of time I, I do that, and um, yeah, I love playing around with samples all the time, but yeah, I, I just don't release it officially because that's long, so Bandcamp, it's just there, and, and uh, yeah, just no official sample clearances, and just <laughs> play with that, so yeah, yeah. And I yeah, I definitely wanted to do like a more like upbeat thing, hence Bangs and Mash, and I was like, I hadn't released something sample in a while, so yeah, I had fun with that EP to be honest, I did. Yeah, I heard the um, pop smoke at the end too, which was kind of wild, because uh, it's like <laughs> Chicago to UK to New York, like back to UK, yeah. like that little, the drill thing. You said that you've been watching a bunch of Netflix, and I know like we both have too, like what, what's been keeping you, keeping your mind busy? <laughs> I, I just finished watching uh, Selling Sunset. It's, yeah, it's just really silly, but I don't know. It's just like easy and just kind of separates from the real world. Like they're like fantasy, LA, life, whatever. I'm just like, okay, cool. Yeah, I've been watching that. Um, I also started watching uh, 3%, because um, I'm like the last season of it. Uh, yeah, no, like somebody literally just recommended me Selling Sunset yesterday. He was like, how have you not watched this? I was like, what? This is such a random show. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I kept, I kept hearing that you should watch it. I was like, what is this? It's like selling houses. <laughs> what? But yeah, it's, I recommend it. Though. I recommend it. <laughs> No, it's great. And I guess one of my questions was just like about how you got started in this genre of music in the first place, because I feel like it's somewhat niche. And especially being so young, it's like really hard to have already found that pocket. So like growing up, did you always, were you always listening to this type of music or did it just so happen that this was the music you started producing right off the bat? I mean, when I was younger, I was listening to a lot of, like, Kylie Minogue and stuff like that. And then, like, then it was, like, Linkin Park, a lot of new metal. And then it was sort of, like, math rock. And then, you know, I was definitely listening to, like, listening to a lot of stuff from, like, Tony Hawk video games and, like, Smackdown versus Raw, stuff like that. <laughs> so, like that. And then, yeah, when I was, like, 16 or so, I, I was also, like, a big, like, Def Cafe Cutie fan and I... Um, it's like a side at like the postal service. I mean, I never liked them, but like, there was like one guy I think called like Dental or whatever his name is. Sorry. And then, um, and I found like that like baths and I saw like this electronic pigeonhole through there. And yeah, so I guess like from like 16 or just before 16, I like started this to electronic music. And then over time, just you know, more like crazier stuff, like clubbing, really glitchy, telephone, Tel Aviv, or like, really like, like the club stuff we're here now. Um, so yeah, it's really like from 16 onwards, it, like, yeah, I really wasn't listening, listening to it before at all. I feel like you have to really like dig for it as well, because a lot of like electronic, you just see them like standard. It's just, you know, but back then it was about the EDM stuff, right? So never, I was never into that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> same. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I know we're super excited for the new EP. Is there anything else you want to share with people that you want them to know about the music that's on the new EP? Yeah, it's a bit different. It's a bit trancey. It's a bit piano-y. It's a bit, uh, 
gritty. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's what I got. I mean, it's only out in a few weeks, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's what I've got to say about it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank that's you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I know we're super excited about the new EP. Is there anything else we should be looking out for you for the rest of the year, or after this, are you done for a minute? I think I'm done for this year. Off in CPI, I've put out enough. I think this yeah. is <laughs> not for sure. <laughs> so I took a little nap, Linda. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Two Versions. We hope you enjoy getting to know Lorraine James and check out her new EP, Nothing, on Hyperdub. You can find this episode on our website, quarantinecontent.com, or on our weekly newsletter, The Q. See you next week.